0: you have been a substitute teacher and you've met substitute teachers so with all that in mind how would you create the perfect substitute teacher or maybe better yet how would the students create the best substitute teacher All right, guys, I am actually recording in an empty classroom (laughs) this week's episode because, to be honest, that's the only time that I had to do it this week between refereeing volleyball tournaments, middle school-type tournaments, and substitute teaching. I did substitute teach three days this week, and then I had another Root Canal this week, so all that stuff's going on. I'm trying to think, of when am I going to get time to do this? I've got an all-day tournament on Saturday. This is the episode for December 11th, 2022. When am I going to record this? So I am actually doing it in the classroom, if it sounds a little echoey. That's the reason. I was trying to think of something, you know, here at year-end, You know, there's, I don't know, you never really run out of topics for substitute teachers, you know, for this podcast, but trying to think what is something that I haven't done in a while, and it was popular when I first did it, and maybe it's time to redo it. Well, it didn't take me long to remember that way back in the first 20 episodes, and again, we're up to episode 186 now, way back in the first 20 episodes. I went out on a volleyball court because it just so happened to be one of those matches where I knew players on both sides of the nets. I interviewed them and asked them what they thought compromised a good substitute teacher. And, you know, I glanced back, I was curious, and I realized of the 186 episodes that we've done, That one was in the top 15. Now, part of that is because parents wanted to hear their kids on the show, but I think we as substitute teachers need to pay attention to what these students are saying. Now, we want to please the teachers we're subbing for. We want to please the schools. We want to get called back, and again, I'm assuming... If you're listening to this podcast, that's the category that you fall into. I can't imagine people that just walk in a classroom, could care less whether they do a good job or not. They just want their money. They might go in and put their earbuds in and read a book and turn their back to the class. I have a feeling that type of substitute teacher is not one that listens to this podcast because they don't care that much. You guys care or you wouldn't be here. So I got to thinking, all right, that was so popular back then. Why haven't I done that in a while? So what I did, I want to share eventually here some interviews from the students that I did in the last couple of days. Out of convenience, it was on a volleyball court. I went up and told the coaches what I was doing so they could tell the parents and all that kind of thing. And I wanted them to kind of create a the best substitute teacher, the perfect substitute teacher, because we can try and please others in the way we do things, the way we substitute teach the class. But if it, the students weren't there, we wouldn't be there. There would be no need for us. So... Why not do things the way the students want us to do them? Now, of course, that's within reason because you'll hear it's only about, it's two different recording sessions of about a minute and a half each. And you're going to hear some of them say things that makes it sound like they don't really care about the learning. They just want somebody to be nice to them. Then you're going to hear some say, well, I like it when we have fun in class, but then we work too. So interestingly enough, I am going to share the fact that one of the interviews that you hear, the first one is all students that I have substitute taught before. Then the other one is A group of girls, they're all sixth graders that I have never substitute taught for, but they did know me well because they referee a lot of their volleyball games, and they were more than willing to play a part. I think it's interesting, though. It struck me in the way that I thought, maybe I'm just dreaming all this, but I thought the answers where I had been a substitute teacher were a little different than the ones that somebody else had been a substitute teacher And that's not to say I think I'm better than everybody else. I think it's just different in the way they answered the question. So let me, I won't keep you hanging on too long. I was going to interview more, then I got to thinking, well, I don't know if you want to sit through, you know, 10 minutes of student interviews. Keep in mind, these are sixth graders. They're going to sound like sixth graders. They're going to say sixth grader type things. So... Keep that in mind as you're listening. So the first group are the ones that I have substitute taught before several times. All right, guys, we're interviewing some sixth graders today. They're going to create the perfect substitute teacher for us. So what do you think makes a good substitute teacher a good substitute teacher? Give me your first name and tell me what it is. My first name is Mia, and I think it makes a good substitute teacher when they, like, let us, like, play a game and then we work. Okay. Who else has an idea? All right, go. My name is Hallie, and I think a good substitute teacher lets us sit wherever we want. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> all right, all right. Fine. My name is Grace, and I think the best substitute is talking to us while we work. Okay, all right. My name is Maddie, and I think a good substitute is they are nice and they let us have extra time on our work. Okay. I, my name is McKenna, and I think a good substitute teacher isn't that strict. Okay, sounds good. Um, my name's Ava, and I think a good substitute teacher lets us sit where we want and talk. Okay. I, I'm Aiden, and I think a su- good substitute teacher um, lets us, like, work with partners while we're working. Okay, all right. My name's Tess, and I think a good substitute teacher lets us talk to our friends while we work. Okay, anybody else? My name's Natalie, and I think what makes a good substitute is them, like, being nice and not lying about their shit. Okay, all right. My name is Callie, and what I think is the most, the best thing about being a substitute teacher is, I don't know, like slaying, I guess? Like what? Slaying. Okay, all right. So this is Tessa again, and it also makes you a great substitute teacher if your name's Greg. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, now that was the first group. Now, some observations, three different times, students mentioned they like to sit with their friends. Now, we know probably the majority of classes we go into, they have seating charts. I always tell them when I start, I'm taking attendance from the seating chart. If you're not in your seat, you will be marked absent. Then as the class rolls on, unless I know the teacher is just dead set against it, I will let them move around some. Now, what I tell them when they move, if I have three people move, I say, listen, I'm trusting you guys to work and not be disruptive. If you're disruptive, not only will you have to go back to your seat, but everybody that moved has to go back to their seat. So if you want that kind of pressure, if you want to ruin this privilege for everyone, well, just go ahead and be disruptive. Otherwise, earn my trust better by setting or setting next to your friends. But, you know, I wonder what that does for learning. Does it help students sitting next to their friends? Some of you will immediately say, no, no way. Well, I'm not so sure it doesn't. There's certain things that just having the comfort, for lack of a better word, of having a friend close to you while you're working just kind of makes things go more smoothly. So unless we have some real discipline issues, maybe we should let them move around a bit. I want to know that, in fact, the the very first student mentioned they kind of like to have fun and they like to, while they work as well. And fun ways to teach. You know I'm a big proponent of that. They said they like to talk. I like to talk. I got in trouble in classes. About the only time I ever got in trouble was for talking. I always let the students talk unless it's against the teacher's rules. And I'll tell them, you guys can talk as long as you don't get too loud and as long as you get your work done. Because, you know, interaction with each other is a great thing. In fact, if anything, we're in a social media world. Get them away from punching and reading in their phone and let them talk to each other maybe it would even be helpful maybe it will be more comforting if they're talking to friends while they're working just something to think about something i thought of as we went through this next bunch is another about a minute minute and a half and it was a group that i've never substitute taught but they have seen me quite a bit on the volleyball court and they weren't shy at all about sharing their thoughts of creating the perfect substitute teacher. All right, we have another group that's gonna create the perfect substitute teacher. Give me your first name and what makes them the perfect substitute teacher. Olivia and um, when they give out um, blow pops. Okay. <laughs> um, Hope and um, when they let us watch movies, when we're not supposed to. Okay. Kara, and when they're just, like, super nice and just treat you like a human being. Okay. I'm Haley, and when they let you sit with your friends. Okay. I'm getting that a lot. Uh, Cadence, and when they don't make us do homework. Okay. Haley, and whenever you get to be the teacher's pet. Okay. Delia, and when they're very kind to you and they treat you nice. Okay, good. Anybody else? Adelaide when when they're like nice to you and they get they have good rules and not bad rules okay um I already went but okay um I love when they're like I love when they like let I love when like in fifth grade when they didn't like eat like chew gum and like they let you chew gum now I love when they do that all right So, I don't know, it sounds like they're doing a lot of blow pops and chewing gum at that school, and it's okay if it's up to the teacher. It sounds like a mess waiting to happen, but most students, you know, are allowed to chew gum in the schools. But, you know, maybe one of the best things that I heard in this last interview, which is really one of my favorite things of both interviews, is that we like it when The teachers are nice to us. The substitute teachers, for that matter, are nice to us and treat us like human beings. Man, is that an understatement or is that an overstatement? Or an understatement or what? Because they just want to be treated like people. When we walk in like we're the big bad substitute teacher We're here to make sure we crack the whip and make you do all the work that you're supposed to do, and here's how it's going to be. Well, you know, maybe it's better to loosen up a little bit. Maybe they feel freer. Maybe they have more joy in getting their work done if we're nice to them. I will often say, especially in high school classes, that I'll say, listen, guys, I'm just an adult that, in my opinion, I'm talking to other adults here in the classroom. I don't even like to stand behind a podium and teach. I like to sit among the class or walk around and teach as I'm walking around because I don't want you to think I come in here and just because I'm older that I feel like I can, you know, inflict my power over you. That is not why I am here and... You're, the, the teaching environment is not very strong when I act like that. So, I'm an adult. You guys aren't adults. I trust you until you give me a reason not to. One of my favorite lines in Footloose, the old Footloose, I don't even know if it is in the new Footloose or the newer, I should say. It's not new now. But the preacher said to his daughter, "How?" or he actually said a. About his daughter to his congregation. If we don't trust our children, how are they to become trustworthy? And you know, that sums it up so well because if we don't let those students know that we think so much of them as human beings, who knows? You know, I, I jokingly mentioned when I was last year teaching a medical training a biomedical class and they were learning all the the bones and all the tissues and everything that went on in the body and it was just boom 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 they had to learn this they had to learn this vocabulary they had to know how this functioned in the body they had to learn all that stuff and they asked me once man do we really have to know all this and I said listen I said I'm in my 60s You guys, one of you guys may operate on me someday. And if you do, I want you to know every word that the teacher is sharing with you in this class. So treat our students as individuals. I I hate to use the phrase out of the mouth of babes, but these are sixth graders. I wouldn't really refer to them as babes. You know, Art Linkletter years and years ago had shows that, Kids say the darndest things, and isn't it true? Just listening to our kids talk, giving them an opportunity about how would they create the perfect substitute teacher, and just listen to them, and all of a sudden, guess what? We're learning from them just like they're learning from us.